Welcome to Grand Turbo MoneyCast, where you will hear the answers to many of your investment questions. The material you are about to receive is neither a solicitation nor an offer to buy or sell any securities. Please remember, all investments bear risk. Now, on to our show featuring Gregory Anderson, CEO of Granderson Wealth Management Group in Denver. Hi, I'm Steve Koch, and today you're going to be listening to Gregory Anderson of Granderson Wealth Management Group in this episode of Grand Turbo MoneyCast. And today we're going to be talking about a very hot topic, interest rates, where they're going, who's driving them, what the Federal Reserve has to do about it, why they even care about it, um, historically, how do current uh, interest rates fit in, um, uh, Gregory, Thanks for being here. Well, thank you. And I want to thank the audience for spending a little time to uh, listen to Grand Turbo Money. And don't forget, make sure you stay tuned, everybody, to the end for the investment tip of the month. Right, Gregory? Uh, that's correct. Thank okay. you. Good. So let's get right into it. All right. Interest rates. Uh, can you first just give us a baseline idea of w what we're talking about in terms of what, in what kinds of different interest rates are there? Well, the biggest one that usually comes up is just what it costs to borrow money. You know, maybe just looking at your credit cards, uh, the interest rate there, um, looking at um, the prime rate if you're a business owner. And where we're seeing this driven is from the Federal Reserve. And we've seen a couple increases this year, which has actually caused a lot of issues in regards to the overall markets, not only just with uh, the bond market, which uh, is a direct effect on interest rates, but also the stock market as well. So usually what we're seeing is the Federal Reserve drives that. And we've seen these two increases, one which was a quarter uh, earlier in the year and more recently a half of a percentage point. And that is really the interest rate that banks are able to uh, borrow money from the Federal Reserve if need be. So it all starts with the Federal Reserve, all these interest rates, the mortgage rates, the uh, and they're not directly tied, definitely not directly tied, but they're all affected by what the Federal Reserve is doing and how they decide what they want the interest rate to be that they are charging the banks. That's correct. Okay. That's a correct. And then it trickles down from there. So as soon as the chairman of the Federal Reserve opens his or her mouth, that's what we react to. And why is this such a big deal right now as opposed to even last year when it wasn't? The biggest factor right now with interest rates has been in our previous podcast, inflation. So there's a relationship. And when interest rates go up, that causes uh, many things to be more expensive. It costs more to borrow. So if you're looking to purchase a home and you need a mortgage, that interest rate has gone up substantially in the last few weeks. And so that causes the issue with uh, inflation, which we've been experiencing because cost of goods have been uh, a little bit more expensive than what we've seen in the last 40 years. And so interest rates are designed to try to, to uh, curb this hot okay. uh, economy. Right. So we're having problems with inflation and the, the real problems started probably around last summer. 
Correct. Right? Uh, and inflation has reached, has gone over 8%. Correct. Uh, which is... We haven't seen that in 40 years. Yeah. Um, and so the Federal Reserve is saying, we've got to get this inflation under control. And so they're saying, we're going to increase interest rates. That's correct. And why do they think that an increase in interest rates are going to tame inflation? Well, what happens is it slows down the economy, and that's what the interest rates are designed to do. So if cost of goods and services are more expensive because of the interest rates associated with it, that's going to has a tendency to slow down the economy. And so in turn, the inflation has been a driving factor, and so we've got to get that under control. And that's historically what the Federal Reserve has done in the past, and that's been very, very successful. Okay. <clears throat> They're talking about rolling out this interest rate increase. And by the way, what do we think it's going to get up to? Right now, you, you just said it's at about 1%. Federal Reserve discount rate that they're charging banks. That's correct. What do we think it's going to get up to? Well, they're talking about increasing uh, possibly another three times this year, which uh, could possibly be two to two and a half percent in that neighborhood. We don't know exactly. So by the by the end, it'll be two or two and a half percent. Correct. Uh, okay. Uh, Twenty twenty two. That's okay. correct. Okay. And, and the so final we, result. Right. Right. And so what? Yeah. So. There's baked into, in terms of where the economy is, we can guess where, what's, what the interest rates are going to go to. Um, these quarter point increases in the past have been generally what the Federal Reserve has done. So whenever there's a situation where there's maybe a half a point increase, that's considered substantial. So it, it, causes pause to say, okay, well, maybe we are going a little bit faster than we need to be. And so maybe that's the reason why they would tweak down to a quarter of a point opposed to a half a point. Okay. So you're talking about tweaking. Um, and we're looking at an 8% inflation rate. Why doesn't the Federal Reserve just say, it needs to be 2.5% and that's what we're making it. And we're going to take care of this inflation. By golly. That's correct. <laughs> so it's more of an art than a science, Steve. Uh, okay. But, but they're doing so it gradually. So, yeah, so they're the tweaking, gradually because I think right. they want to see, they yeah. want to measure the exactly. fallout, right? That's the reason why I say it's more of an art than a science. Because like you, your question is, is like, well, why don't they just, you know, just determine what the interest rates are going to be and not, um, you know, tweak it as we move along. And if they, get, if they go too high too fast with their interest rate increases, what's the downside with that? Well, then that just could possibly substantially shut down the economy. We, so yeah, we end up in a recession right, probably, right? And we don't want that to happen. So, And that's yeah. the reason why they, they test the waters to see if it's a little bit hot or a little bit cool, and they just make those adjustments accordingly. Okay. Now, the stock market, here, now we're getting to the meat of the conversation because this is what your clients and financial investors in general want to know about. The stock market has reacted extreme in extreme ways to little pieces of news coming out of the Federal Reserve about interest rates. For instance, um, last month they came out, you know, there was an announcement that the Federal Reserve, yes, we're increasing at 0.5%, that's definite. 
and the stock market went up 3%. Correct. They seemed happy about that. Yes, no? Well, I, I think what happens is the once once the interest rates are determined, once the Federal Reserve makes the determination that they're going to move with a rate, then the market is more likely to react positively because it's definitive. Uh, when there's speculation, of course, then that's really where the markets usually are somewhat jittery. So we know that interest rates were going to increase in 2022. Mm -hmm. I believe that as far as companies were able to react accordingly so that they could anticipate it and it's more predictable so the market doesn't like uncertainty right so that's You've really that the before. factor right that's really <laughs> the factor is if we can determine what is exactly going on or have a great idea of where we're moving then the market reacts accordingly in a positive way but when there's uncertainty then that's when the market has this volatility and the jitters but there are several other factors that are playing into this overall uh, we have a lot of moving parts right now we've got yeah. the, you know the pandemic yeah. situation we've got the war in ukraine you know, we talked about inflation we're talking about a little bit of inflation Supply. today but but, and then, of course, Supply interest problems. rates, of course. Yeah. But generally speaking, when interest rates go up, the market tends to uh, settle um, and, 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 it's, and, and we can really get an idea of where things are moving. But, when, again, like I said, when there's uncertainty, there's, there's some issues. So as far as interest okay. rates are concerned, if we're looking at the bond market or fixed income, when interest rates go up, then the value of those bonds usually go down. And uh, so that's okay. really what the, where, where we're having this reaction as well. All right. So now, now you, you, you just touched on the next topic that I really wanted to get into, okay. which is given the interest rate climate, given the fact that we're looking at uh, additional increases, that's almost certain for this year, wouldn't you say? Correct. Um, what kinds of investments are people looking at where they can say, well, I know these interest rates are going up. Um, should, I, should I be in a stock? What kind of stock should I be in? Should it be a high dividend stock? Is, um, should I just be transferring my uh, money into bonds? If so, how much? Yes. Can you talk about what kinds of investments are most affected by the interest rates and in what ways? Well, the one of the big areas that has really benefited from a higher interest rate environment as, for example, the financial services, particularly banking, has been a great place to, to, to be. Um, generally, it's, it's done done very well when interest rates go up of course banks because, with po poss you know the profitability of the bank sure. they're, they're able to uh, charge interest, higher interest rates on credit charge, cards for instance correct for Loans. it's going to be it's going to be a loan for your car it's going to be the mortgage it's going to be mm -hmm. the credit cards so they tend to do better in a higher rate in, environment so some of the others that uh, actually have done well which is uh, akin to the financial services area which is real estate you know particularly real estate investment trusts um, and just because rates are going up and um, the uh, landlords are able to uh, adjust accordingly. And so um, real estate is also a good place to be as well. Okay. I wanted to specifically ask you about real estate because it seems like that's a little complicated. It is. Vis-a-vis -vis interest rates because if the 
if the mortgage rates are gone up, along with all the other interest rates, that makes it a little tougher for people right. to arrange loans to buy real estate. To buy real estate. And if they're not buying real estate, then that's not good for that sector. That's correct. So what what happens is there are situations where the companies have locked into a lease, for example. Uh, that's a little bit different than if you're buying because, of course, if it's costing you more to acquire a mortgage, of course, that's going to be a little bit more expensive than what it was before. But I'm talking about companies or real estate investment trusts that have, uh, let's say, they own real estate in their portfolio and mm -hmm. they're able to adjust their um I want to say the leases that they charge for their tenants, and as a result, the uh, real estate investment trusts do pretty well in, in this environment. Hmm. Okay. Any other investments? That well, the are commodity really sector, um, raw materials are a great place as well. And again, there's some inflation issues as well there. Um, so if you're looking at lumber, copper, some of the um, uh, metals, uh, industrial metals, you'll see that as a, as a great place. Um, we're seeing a lot, uh, particularly with lithium right now, uh, that particular segment. And I think it's also associated with electrical vehicles, uh, the batteries, and even the batteries in your uh, mobile phone. So I think those are uh, another area. But commodities generally do well in inflation, or I should say okay. higher interest rate environment. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so, uh, and why do the commodities do better in an higher as interest rates go up? Well, because of the inflation situation, the inflationary environment. Okay, so the, so the assumption is, if if they're raising interest rates to fight inflation, right. inflation is is an issue, and so that's correct. Okay, yeah, so um, it's not a direct relationship, but because of the inflationary situation, that's the reason why I say mm -hmm. commodities would be a okay. great place as well. What about CDs? Same as bonds? Well, CDs and savings actually is great for the saver. So for the first time in a long, long time savers are benefiting so we're seeing that interest rates on your savings at the bank interest rates on cds interest rates on money markets if you have a um, um, uh, a situation where you're trying to derive income from safe investments that have interest rates that are uh, maybe flexible or, or uh, floating rate you're definitely going to be a benefit you're going to benefit from that as well Mm, okay. Yeah. Uh, from one of the investment tips you gave us mm -hmm. earlier in an earlier Grand Turbo MoneyCast, you mentioned online banking. Correct. Uh, what's the? Do you know what the interest rate is on that? Absolutely. So when we were talking before last year for 2021, about a half of one percent, mm -hmm. and in fact, most of the online banks have increased from a half to about. 0.6 or 0.70% on the online banks. Completely liquid, um, usually no minimums to start, and uh, considerable uh, rates that are, are more than what the typical banks uh, charge. And if the Federal Reserve... Or goes, what I should say, not charge, but <coughs> what you earn from, from, uh, from those savings mm -hmm. accounts. If the Federal Reserve goes through with its plans to increase the discount rate to say two and a half percent 
how high do you think the interest rates on something like online banking could go? Well, I would say we, we might approach uh, a half of, uh, I would say one and a half one percent. And a half. Yeah, one to one and a half percent uh, on savings, which is great. We haven't seen that in probably three years or so. Didn't we used to get like 10% of money markets? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you're going back. <laughs> now you're going back. <laughs> so, my so, in fact, uh, <laughs> I, always, I always tell clients when, uh, when I first started in the financial services business, uh, I was a uh, loan officer and prime rate was uh, 20 to 22% back in the 80s. So, uh, and that's what they were paying the CD. So if you had a one-year CD, it was easy to get a super saver rate at 20%. Is that, that's what the banks were, were offering. Is that what, I don't we, think is we're that gonna, what we want to get back to? No, I don't think we want to be there. <laughs> we don't? Why? No, I don't think we want to be there because that, that also in turn with that high rate of interest is also very significant inflation. Again, uh-huh. I'm talking about <clears throat> the 80s and uh, this 8% inflation that we're seeing right now, that's akin to what we were, uh, what we were dealing with. So if you look at interest rates in general right now, all-time lows. I mean, still, for a mortgage, you're, you're looking at substantially uh, lower rates than what we've seen in the past. I want to say like 4 to 5% for mortgages, 30-year mortgages. Um, and, and, and so right now, even though we're experiencing this hyper interest rate increase, it's still historically low. So we're still in, in low, low rates of return as far as uh, interest is concerned. Okay. And it's still way easier to buy a home right now if you need to get a mortgage than it was back in like the 1980s. <laughs> that's correct. Right? So right. You're, you're suggesting we put things correct. in perspective. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. We, we're, these low rates of interest right now are very akin to you know what we were dealing with in the 50s for example i mean you're talking 70 years ago so we're still in low interest rate environment um even if if you just look at um you know i think the 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 best way to look at this is really just okay if i wanted to go buy a house you know what is what is the interest rate that i'm going to pay to to buy a house and Mm -hmm. and that's kind of like the bellwether and um, we're even at six uh, percent, but we were dealing with like three percent uh, last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you get a mortgage at three percent. So it does uh, limit how much you're able to borrow as a result of this increase, and of course that in turn slows down the economy. And that's what the interest rate is designed to do. Yeah. Okay. Of course, we're also. In t- I mean, if you're talking, we're digressing a little bit, but mm-hmm. if you're talking about how interest rates might affect your decision to buy a home right now. You're also talking about huge real estate prices, increases. Yeah, Uh, particularly in the Denver market. And we're seeing real estate prices still increasing even in 2021, you know, mid-teens, year over year, which is substantial. Mm -hmm. I mean, those those are substantial increases. And so as a a result, if you're not able to uh, get the – pricing of, of the houses right now because of the interest rate that's going to cause uh, prices to go down substantially yeah. you know not substantially but it will be cur- curtailed can you talk a little bit about how the rise in interest rates is 
especially affecting retirees. So oh, people yes. on fixed incomes. Right. They're they're relying on their portfolios and Correct. social security. Correct. Um, Correct. Uh, what should they be? putting their money into are they actually losing are they still losing money if they just put it into savings well there's also your whole purchasing power the real purchasing power as a result of um just where inflation is in general but i would just go back to i'll give you the example of the 80s when you could get 20 percent on a cd and a lot of retirees would put money in CDs and mm-hmm. they would just roll their CDs. I mean, that was that was uh, an event. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've seen these rates go down considerably. So it does affect your overall ability to get an investment that is safe or guaranteed uh, 20% versus 1%, let's say. That's, mm-hmm. that's substantial. So what's happened is individuals, retirees that we were talking about, they're resort there what they have to do is they have to seek other types of investments and the stock market has been the place that's where they've been putting their money so uh having you know working with an advisor to help them guide them through that process is really essential in in their success so you know if you had a hundred thousand dollar cd in in 1980 for example you're getting 20 percent on that cd for one year that's twenty thousand dollars Mm-hmm. You'd be hard pressed even today to get one <laughs> percent, sure. which would be a thousand dollars on that same hundred thousand. So, what we do is we work with uh, our our clients to design portfolios that will get them higher rates of returns. But generally speaking, that's going to be in the stock market opposed to the bond market, for mm-hmm. example, or even just you know CDs okay, or safer okay, investments. While we have time here, let's talk a little bit about the stock market and how the rise in interest rates have affected stocks. Obviously, it's been, wow, way down since the start of the year. Uh, in the last in the last week, it's looked a little better, but we have a long way to go to get back to where we were. And it's not all, as you said right. earlier, it's not all because of right. interest rates, but interest rates have had a big effect. Yeah. And, and by the way... Tech stocks Correct. have really taken it on the chin. Correct. The, so the tech sector, uh, is that because of interest rates? Are they more susceptible to interest rates, those businesses? I would say so. I would oh, okay. definitely say so. Uh, if you look at the NASDAQ, which is tech-laden, uh, uh, we've seen actually a significant decrease in the NASDAQ. And that's about 20 to 25 percent uh, over the last, uh, you know, I'm going to say the last uh, four and a half uh, months. And what, what do you, well, why is that significant? Because that really points to a bear market. Mm-hmm. So a correction is about 10 percent. Yep. But um, we also saw that uh, touch uh, 18, 19% about yeah. a week ago so in the broad base. So close to a bear. Yeah, to a bear market. <laughs> so so the, the, the idea of um, the technology is one of the areas that's done very, very well. Uh, last year uh, in 2020 did very, very well. And so we've been significantly affected by it. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, the couple areas that I've you know failed to mention that I think is really essential with interest rates. I think energy is a great place. It's 
been very reactive to um, interest rates. Uh, healthcare, it seems to be another place to, uh, to place money in a higher interest rate environment. And as a result, those would, those would be alternative places to, to be uh, in, outside of just uh, technology. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, it seems like maybe another problem with the tech sector is there. A lot of the tech companies don't pay dividends. Correct. They're more growth related. Yeah, a lot of not all, but correct. Uh, and and so that's another issue. They're for far and few. If they do play, pay a dividend, uh, it's uh, it's not a substantial amount. Right. Yeah. Um, does the so obviously the Federal Reserve's decision to raise interest rates has uh, really stymied the stock market, really uh, depressed it. It, it has. It, does the Federal Reserve take into consideration uh, how much of an impact it's having on the stock market? Well, there, there's also other factors that play into this with the higher interest rate. It also causes the international or multinational corporations uh, to actually be affected because it makes the dollar stronger as a result. Um, and so if you're a multinational company and you have business in Europe and business in Asia, it's definitely going to affect the ability for your profitability in, in those corporations. So like a Microsoft, for example, where you know about 70% of their revenue is derived outside the United States. So they do not want the United States to, you know, particularly have uh, a strong dollar per se, because it makes it more difficult to compete. Mm -hmm. And so when you look at these large corporations that are traded on the the stock exchange, they're they're definitely affected by um, this interest rate going up, stronger dollar, and as a result, it it makes it a little bit more difficult in terms of valuations which causes this price that we're seeing decline. So there's a lot of pushing and pulling Correct. for the Federal Reserve in terms of how they make their decision. Again, it's, it's an art. Forces. It's a delicate balance. It's a uh, delicate balance and the, the tweaking. And we know that rates are going to go up. And I think the market has reacted to it. And once once the determination, if it's two months down the road where there's a next, you know, the next adjustment, um, the market's going to be a little bit more in tune with they're realizing they're you know, this is actually happening. You know, the Federal so, Reserve is doing what they're saying they're going so, to do. So if you were the chairman of the Federal Reserve, which could could happen someday. Yeah, but, I'm, you know, I'm, could, I'm definitely what believing. Would you, yeah, how, I'm what def- would you be doing differently? I think it's, again, I I think you really have to look at all aspects of the economy and how it's affecting the consumer. And you, 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 you only have so many tools that are available to affect the overall, it, you know, we Mm -hmm. want to try to control inflation. We also want to have an economy that is also robust. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've seen that because it's been practically zero in, in order to borrow money uh, for, for banks as well as for um, uh, businesses. And as a result, uh, you, as the chairman, I, I, would, I would follow the same, same suit in, in terms of laying out a plan that uh, people can understand and let them know that uh, as we move down the road, the, uh, you know, there will be a need to, you know, to correct and tweak accordingly. Mm-hmm.
uh, uh, I want to make sure we leave time for the investment tip of the month. Okay. But, but before we get there, I have one more question okay. about bonds. Yes. So as you said, as interest rates go come as interest rates go up, yeah. bond values go down. Correct. So uh, is this a bad time to be buying bonds if, if you're worried about losing money on the face? Well, fixed fixed income right now, I would say there are high yielding bonds that are very attractive right now. Uh, the bellwether that we use is the 10-year treasury. And at the beginning of the year, we're at about 1.5. Right now, it's about 2.7 or so, 2.6. Mm-hmm. And so that's a substantial increase in, in overall interest rates. Um, and that's that's the 10-year treasury. Again, that's the bellwether. So as a result, you're saying, well, what are the other alternatives? You know, that's the best credit available. So you have to take a little bit more risk if you're wanting to get the yield. So yeah. the fundamentals of, of, as I mentioned earlier, and as you alluded to with this question, is that when interest rates go up, then the value of the bonds, if you're holding the bond uh, to maturity, you're going to mm-hmm. see some fluctuations. It's go down. And yeah, it's going to go down in value. And that's what, and I'm, so, that's what I'm worried about. So, I'm thinking, why should I buy, why right. should I buy bonds right now right. if I know that they're going to cost and that's less? And really, that's really what's happened for all investors are saying, why do I need to buy bonds? Well, yeah. we, as, as an as a manager of assets, you really want to have diversification. Uh, fixed income plays into it. Uh, equities or stocks play into it as well, and it's a delicate balance. So what type of a bond are we talking about that would actually uh, achieve this balance? So usually if stocks do well, bonds tend not to do, and then when that's actually proven out over the last decade or so, even, even longer. Um, but when interest rates uh, go up, then we're seeing this decline in our overall stock markets. Mm-hmm. And so um, uh, so we, we have to have this balance, particularly if we're longer-term investors. If we know that we need money in the next 12 months, then we're looking for safe havens, guaranteed investments, savings account that uh, we know that we have that money available, and then and the other portion of the portfolio that can grow we want to take advantage of that as well. Okay. So, good. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, very, thanks very for sorting all this out for us. That are <laughs> very interesting area that, and as I mentioned, yeah. uh, with inflation and interest rates and everything going on with the war and then the pandemic, um, you know, this is just one of the four items that I think are yeah. on our investors' minds right thanks now. Thanks for explaining that. Yeah. Do you have an investment tip of the month for us? I do. I do. So in light of interest rates, the I-bond, which is issued by the U.S. Treasury, um, these are inflation-linked savings bonds, and clients can invest up to $10,000 a year. And actually, right now, you're looking at an interest rate that is over 8% right now. And every six months, there's an adjustment. And so if you have money in a savings account and you're looking to get a higher rate of return, these I-bonds that are uh, issued by the U.S. government um, are a great place to be. What does I stand for? Well, inflationary bonds. Oh, okay. (laughs) 
So what's the downside? Well, there's really no downside. Um, you're if you need to liquidate uh, before the maturity that one year period, you still earn the interest um, for the period that you left the money there. So it's it's almost like a no-brainer in terms of if you have money in a savings account, you're looking to increase the rate of return. Perfect place to be. The downside would be if interest rates do, um, or I should say inflation, does go down, then the yield on those bonds will go down for the next period. So like I said, every six months, there's an adjustment of the interest rate. So you could put money in at this uh, rate right now, which is almost approaching uh, 9%, and then depending on where the next adjustment is, you could place money there again. But the maximum, mm -hmm. again, is $10,000 a year that you're able to invest. Um, per person? These, per person, okay. that's correct. And it's actually tied to your Social Security number. And uh, this is something that you can go directly, uh, treasurydirect.com. It will allow you to do that without um, uh, any intervention from an advisor. Uh, to uh, There's no commissions associated with it. It's a service mm -hmm. that we provide in terms of advice to our clients mm -hmm. for you know safe money okay so so in order to get these an investor can either call you or just go right to treasurydirect.com correct okay great now how do they get in touch with you well all right my number is 303-228-3160 and it's grandersonwealth.com great okay um i think we covered everything it's been another great episode of grand turbo moneycast Thanks, Gregory. This has been a real pleasure. Thank you very much, Steve, and thank you very much for your time today. Thanks, Stephanie, for engineering. <laughs> You've been listening to Grand Turbo Moneycast, where we discuss some of the most important investment issues affecting your portfolio. Check back regularly for future editions of Grand Turbo Moneycast. And for more information, go to grandersonwealth.com. Have a good day and a grand portfolio.